everybody. This is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 175. It's now been five years, five months, and six days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. Today I took a chance and pulled on my hiking boots to try to get up to the next to upper zen place. Yay! I've had so much going on in my life, and today I just really felt the pressure. So, like the salmon swimming home, I felt the pull of the mountain. Fingers crossed, my feet forgive me once I get home, but it was worth the risk because it feels so good to be back up here, and I'm so very grateful for the health and the time that I have that allows me to make this trek to share my thoughts with you whenever I want. (laughs) And I wanted to share what inspired my pondering topic. It actually came from a wonderful supportive post from our good friend BC Dave posted on day 173. Dave writes, Dear BCs, Lori, your voiceovers are amazing. I could see you working on those work-related training and safety videos. Louise, your struggle is real. Your emotions, the frustration, guilt, and shame are valid. I have been struggling with the same actions and emotions as well. Your compulsive eating behavior does not change the fact that you are a good person with lots of wonderful things to share with the world. You are enough and worthy of all the love and joy you get and will get just the way you are. I have mentioned on this post before that I have bounced from one addiction to another, alcohol, food, and others. Once I discovered that addiction is a symptom of something deeper, the need to numb. While I still binge on food from time to time, now I know why and I had managed to stop myself when I took the time to analyze what was triggering me. We did not develop these issues overnight, and it will take time to overcome. I have been a BC for three to four years. Be patient with yourself. Treat yourself with the same love and care you would treat a three-year-old. Donnie, you are an amazingly strong BC. I don't know if I could have made it through the struggles you have had. You're also enough and worthy of all the love and joy you get and will get just the way you are. Lori, thank you so very much for the blog, the podcast, and sharing your journey. It helps me to feel like I'm part of something bigger than myself and feel free to share. Well, BCs, I was so happy and moved by the support Dave showed for us, and it just got me to thinking. And this is what I wrote back. Hey there, Dave. Thanks for the vote of confidence with my voiceover chances. I am still working on it. Just got the first cut from my new commercial demo, and I am working on my video game demo. Having a great time and enjoying my new attitude. I was so derailed by my perceived lack of progress and success that I totally forgot why I started it in the first place. I was focused on the result, you see, not the journey. Sound familiar? It's like when dieting and being upset when the scale just isn't going my way. I think it is a theme across the board that sometimes we forget to live and experience our lives now because we are too focused on that mythical someday when we will get to be the right size, have enough skill, get the lucky break, we'll have enough money, we'll fill in the blank. The future is not guaranteed. So learning to live and enjoy the moment is a huge benefit for my acting and my life. Whatever the goal, To feel okay as we are, like Dave said, and to be enough as we are, gives us such a stable platform to take leaps of faith. Let me say that again, BCs. When you learn to love and accept and appreciate 
who you are right now, whatever size, whatever talents, whatever circumstance, whatever you have to give, when you can truly be grateful and appreciate it right now, it makes you stable to take a leap of faith toward your dreams or to try something new. You know, when we spend most of our time feeling less than, it makes it hard to take chances on ourselves. I was most successful losing weight and keeping it off when I had unshakable belief that kept me on that path, even when I weighed the most I ever had in my entire life. I've been the most successful acting when I forget about my age, my late start, my self-perceived lack of vocal specialness, and just live the story moment. When I do that, it feels like I am flying, so nimble, so joyful, so awesome. It's what I wish for you, Dave and Kathleen, as well, to feel that in your lives together. It's what I wish for all of us BCs, to have a life lived bravely enjoying who we are in every one of our moments. Dave, you are such a warm and supportive voice for me and for the other BCs. I thank you so much for sticking around with us and for sharing your journey from your heart. XOXOXO. So Dave's comment and my reply made me really ponder on this topic. How do we stay persistent in the face of perceived failure or struggles? And I think it all comes down to staying in each moment as it comes and taking whatever lesson there is and wringing whatever joy there is out of every moment. Because I tell you, BCs, in all honesty, Maybe it's part of my compulsive mind. Maybe it's because of having an eating disorder that I struggle with for the majority of my life, including my formative years and feeling so different from other people. But I've always so looked over the rainbow like Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz, like someday I'm going to go over this rainbow and things are going to be different and People are going to love me because I'm going to be thin enough or I'm going to be able to sing really well. (laughs) Or, I don't know, I'm just going to be more like the other people. I'm going to fit in more easily. I'm somehow going to learn the combination that makes things work out. You know, if I take a chance, it's going to like come up aces and not be disappointing. I'm going to exceed their expectations and not disappoint anybody. Because it really felt growing up and in my young adulthood, and I think in all my adulthood, and this is again a filter that I put on myself, just like they do for Snapchat these days, right? <laughs> Instead of putting cute ears and noses on myself, I put this filter of disappointment on myself. I figured that I was going to be disappointed by people, and people are going to be disappointed by me. And sometimes I would make attempts to do something or do something really good. And sometimes it was my own inaction or action that caused things to go south. Sometimes, like in all life, it was things that were completely out of my control. But I would have to say, to date, most of my big ideas and dreams and plans did not turn out to be the rainbow I hoped that they would be. I never, like leapt this rainbow into the land of Hosanna and endless love and size eight and (laughs) uh, perfect health 
and friends who don't get pissed at me when I do something stupid and just, you know, whatever imaginary life that I had never did come true. And sometimes that would really, really, really bring me down. Like, why is it that person X over there can have like super success or they can lose their weight and keep it off for 20 years or, you know, whatever, whatever that goal is, wherever I think I don't have something, I will look with my radar and find somebody who does have that. And I wonder what is it about that person? Why do they have it? And I don't. Well, we're taught, don't compare yourself to others. And that's good advice for your own mental happiness. But sometimes it's actually good to compare yourself with others if you admire them and you want what they have. And sometimes there's lessons to be gleaned from that. Like I will give you an example. One of my voice acting friends is starting to really do well. And I knew this particular person when they weren't doing very well, but they had a fire in their belly to do well and did whatever it took as far as putting their all into every moment, every bit of practice, every opportunity, I mean above and beyond anything that I have ever seen. This person just kept going, kept going, kept going, kept going, and put in a ton, a ton, a ton of work and practice all the time. Got coaching, did, I mean, just a ton of things. So part of me could say, why is it that this person is so successful? And why am I not as successful? If you take just, you know, roles and money and, you know, outward signs of success. Because I have been successful in my own journey of improvement and learning skills and, and getting where I need to be. But this person has moved forward in the external realm of recognizable achievement in this realm. And part of it is luck, but part of it is this person makes sure they are ready. And when those opportunities come, they go full force with everything in their power. And so that really gives me pause because I think, okay, Lori, are you truly doing everything in your power to succeed in that way? So if you're not doing that, is it that you don't really want to do it that badly? <laughs> or is it that your goals are somewhat different than your successful friend? Because most of the time, BCs, you can kind of tell what you want by what your life looks like. Because when we're motivated, we're usually very, 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 very motivated. Sometimes it's just finding the right motivation. And sometimes dreams that we have are just kind of like nice fantasies to think about. And something that we don't really want in our true life. But if we never work hard enough to achieve it or put ourselves out there enough to have an actual shot at it, then these fantasies can just stay fantasies because they've never been tested. Our metal has not been tested in that arena. 
So sometimes I think I like to wrap myself up with a fantasy of what if, because it takes a heck of a lot less work than pursuing things for real. So you say, Lori, are you just telling us in this really long way that you're lazy? Well, sometimes I am lazy, but when I'm super motivated, I am the opposite of lazy. I will work and work and work and work and work my bones. I really will. But sometimes if I'm being lazy, I have to take some time out, like I did today, walk up the mountain and examine my heart. Examine how am I feeling in this moment? What's going on in this moment? Is there something that I really feel is lacking? Do I feel like I have everything I want? Do I feel like success might cause some other part of my life to go out of balance and so therefore I am subtly doing some self-sabotage on myself to keep everything the status quo? It's amazing what those robot aliens can do <laughs> when you know eating is your main focus. Early on in this show I talk about the robot aliens and how they would come in me and thrust their robot arms in my arms and head me to the chips and you know distract me mightily from whatever was in my life by my concerns about, oh my goodness, I just inhaled that bag of chips and now I'm going to have to go on a diet and now are my pants too small and what are people going to think of me? And Taking my focus completely away from other areas of my life or where I might be disappointed or where I might have had a feeling of sadness or concern or anxiety. My eating disorder was a well-worn band-aid to keep me stuck in a fairly safe and controllable status quo. Because when it comes right down to it, I've had times in my life where if I wanted to, I could darn well control my diet and my exercise and pay attention and lose weight and even keep it off for some time. In the realm of things in the world that can bite you on the butt or be out of your control, actually being body focused and weight focused is something that you can control. And for some of us with eating disorders, we control it way too much. But I think that's some of the mystical lure of it, right? No matter what else is going on, I can always lose 10 pounds. Or I can up the number of reps I can do. Or I could ride my bike an extra five miles. Or I can have some kind of physical goal that I can achieve if I just put in that work. Or I just watch what I eat. And I just stick with it. So it's very tempting for me, personally, in times of stress and other goals of things I can control, like how soon might I have external success in the voice acting realm. You know, I can't control that. I can only train as much as I can and be ready for those opportunities and position myself to be where those opportunities exist, right? But I can't make a casting director choose me. That's outside of my control. There's nothing I can do about that. And it's outside of my control whether people I meet might like me as a person or want to be my friend. That's outside of my control. I can try not to be an asshole. <laughs> you know, I can try to be, not dominate the conversation. And I can try to be a good friend or a, a pleasant person to meet. But even so, in life, there are people who are just plain not going to find me their cup of tea. And I hate it when that happens. I really do. 
I enjoy it much more when I meet people. We have an instant connection and we click and we have lots of adventures together and things are fun. But that is out of my control. So there's really nothing I can do about that. If there's somebody that I admire and like and I'm hoping I'm going to click with them as a friend and it just doesn't pan out, there's not a lot I can do. And since I have done a fairly decent job over these five years, five months, and six days getting to the root of my eating disorder, I can try to lean on it to distract me, but you know, it just doesn't work as well as it used to BCs. It just doesn't work as well because it's like I see behind the curtain of what I'm doing. And while I'd still love to lose a little bit of weight here, it doesn't help me as a distraction. So we come back to our premise for today. How do we keep persistent in our goals in time of struggle? Is one, I think we have a time of examination and we reaffirm for ourselves, yes, I am motivated towards this goal. This goal is something that if it came true in real life is something I think I would want for real. Or, you know, maybe I have to think about this some more. Or, you know, that goal is really more fun as a fantasy. Maybe I need to put my attention in other places, you know. So I think when we have perceived failure and we're feeling down about it, reflection is the first thing to do. And then if after reflection we decide, yes, I do want this then I think we need to examine the moment we're in, the moments that we plan, the moments that we're using towards that goal, and be real with ourselves. Are we making good use of our moments to do what's really and truly important to us to go for it? Or are we letting ourselves be distracted by social media or reruns of Survivor or looking through the recipe book for something delicious to cook? You know? And then I think the final thing is to do like I did today. If things outside of your control are not going how you would like, Find a spot, whether it's in your imagination or on your version of your mountain, where you can take a deep breath, examine everything in your life that you have to be grateful for, and appreciate that you have all of those blessings right now in this moment. Just as if you're listening to me right now in this moment, that's a huge blessing that I have, and I thank you for it. And while I'm up here being grateful, here come to mind a few things that I am very grateful for. Big smooches and a big thank you to BC Petra for sending me a sweet video of encouragement a few weeks ago on Instagram, even though her life is having some very challenging moments of late. And it super encouraged me, and it showed me that despite our own down days or challenges, if we reach out to encourage one another, we can have moments of joy and purpose no matter what. 
So thanks again, Petra, for your message and for helping me to see that lesson for myself. I'm also super grateful for a couple of new five-star reviews in the last couple of months. One from Australia that came in last May titled, Thanks. Thank you for your podcast. I can relate on so many levels. I appreciate your honesty. You are certainly helping me. Hello from Australia and thank you. Well, hello from the next to top upper Zen spot in Southern California, USA. I appreciate you for taking the time to post this kind review on iTunes Australia. It makes my good day. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help being corny. But seriously, I always appreciate these kind reviews as it helps make the show come up higher in the search rankings and brings more BCs into our little family. And I just love to hear new stories and new thoughts from people. Another five-star review came from the UK in June from Sarah. She titles it, Amazing Podcast. And she says, Hey, Lori and listeners, here's Sarah from the UK. I'm so grateful for your podcasts. I discovered you only about 10 days ago, and I'm working my way through episode by episode. I'm still in 2014, so I don't know how your journey develops, but already I am benefiting from your honesty and warmth of feelings. Thanks so much, Sarah. Well, thanks, Sarah. As I said before, it means a whole lot to me that you took the time to comment and leave a nice review on UK iTunes. I hope you are enjoying reliving all of our past moments and look forward to sharing moments with you in the future. I was also super grateful to hear from BC's Kelly and Donnie after I shared my fear that my voice acting focus and demo was putting y'all to sleep. Kelly, who had said she enjoyed my demo last show, wrote, I was impressed and thoroughly enjoyed it. Hope you are enjoying your summer. It's been cold and rainy up here in the Midwest. Been thankful for the warmer days and love being outdoors after the long winter we've had. Take care and much love to you and all the BCs. I replied, thank you, Kelly. Surprisingly, we've had some rainy and cold spells here too this winter. But what frustrates us is that we seem to skip right over spring and rush straight into hot as heck. Anyway, I'm sending you loads of good weather vibes so you can enjoy your time outdoors, like I do. XOXO. Then our good friend Donnie chimed in with, Yay! Lori speaks again. So nice to hear from you, friend. Lovely as ever. Thanks for sharing the new song by Josh. Yay! For new friends. Thank you, Donnie gal. Hope all is well with you, and I'm super glad you enjoyed Josh's new song for our last featured dance moment, which brings us to today's dance moment. It is so appropriate for our topic about enjoying the moment, since it is an actual moment. Just 60 seconds of energetic tune called Funky House Dance. I challenge you to go ahead and dance, march in place, shake your booty, or otherwise make this next moment your very own. And I did it up here on the mountain. And I put that video on Instagram at Lori Dreamweaver, hashtag CODBCS, and hashtag live each moment. So if you feel likewise, post your video and tag me in it if you do the same. So enjoy your dance. And until our next set of moments together, take care. Because I really, 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 really care.